0: Sizoko finally waited. Erickson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Mora. And belted into the rim. brilliant goal. On debut. Tongue on has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh great goal! Steven Bergman! arrived in North London, that is absolutely incredible on debut, Aurier, what a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier, first hand Good area for Spurs and Kate's not oh, afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. And is Plamella, will try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yvonne Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Yo people,
3: good evening and welcome to the first episode of the new Spurs Order pod, post-World Cup 2022. Um, I'm taking over hosting duties today, taking over from Owen, aka x Uh It's Tobes here, aka Goldberg, and I've got three, I was going to call them gentlemen, but I think maybe two are gentlemen and one's a, a downright scoundrel. So uh, I'm going to start off with the two gentlemen um kevin yash aka Cy. what are you saying bro how are you
1: i'm good brother i'm good been on a long hiatus illness loads of loads of stuff but we back baby we back yeah i can hear it in your voice man your voice
3: now in comparison to a couple weeks back boy night and day you're a mashup <laughs> <laughs> you're a mashup um i've also got tops aka booker t what are you saying bro yeah, very good, bro. Very good. Happy to be uh, back on the
2: pod. Happy to have Club Football back, but also not really that happy, to be honest. So.
3: <laughs> man said he was happy, then he said he's, he's not happy. Yeah, pick because I'm, I'm constantly aside. reminded of, of who I support, bro. That's why, man. Pick a side. All right, well, and of course, we got... Uh, we got Mr Scott Hall. Yao. Uh, how you doing? Piss off. How about that?
4: Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah, freaking <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah,
3: after a great world cup, I gotta come back to this depressing debacle, bro. Ah, man, it's nasty in Thanks, it? bro. It's nasty, but listen, you know what? I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually quite excited. The Premier League's back. I've sort of missed Premier League football. I don't know whether it's just me, but. <sighs> I'm looking forward to, to just watching some Premier League football again. But that being said, the World Cup was truly a spectacle. And I guess we may as well start off on the World Cup. Um, it will be the last we'll be talking about it for, for, for a while, to be honest, now that Premier League football's back. But we did have quite a few players that went to the World Cup, of course, on the England camp or in the England camp. So we had Harry Kane and Eric Dyer. South Korea or Korea Republic, should I say, had Sun. Um, We also had Hojbjerg at Denmark, Perisic and so on and so forth. But I thought it would be best for us to just sort of discuss the winners and losers, um, specifically from the Tottenham camp when we're talking about the World Cup. So um, just I want you guys to sort of run through who you felt had a strong World Cup performance and why. Um, and whether that sets up their season from here on out. And I want you to talk about who didn't have the best of World Cups. So um, I'm going to start with with you, uh, Kevin nyash a.k.a. Sai. Um, I want you to sort of tell me who you felt was the main winner and the main loser when it came to Spurs players
1: at the World Cup this year. The main winner for me is... Quite an easy one. It's a bit of a cheese cheat cheat code because he ended up lifting the fucking thing. Uh, Subcuti so Romero, I would say, has to be the winner, especially considering how poorly his tournament started. Getting hooked early, uh, quite early on, quite early on into the competition, to then lifting it and being one of the better players on the night. You got to take your hat off to him. I'd still say the spotlight is on him because we saw all the all the, all the the good things he does as well as all the scary hours shit. Um, but yeah, when you win the com- competition and you can be part of Messi's legacy, then you're a winner in my book. Uh, loser. <laughs> Fucking hell. Son, son has to be the only masked athlete of all time to fuck up his alter ego. It's like... He wasn't an anti-hero, he wasn't hero, he wasn't villain, he was just fucking invisible. Like, he did fuck all, all tournament. And I don't understand what's happening to this guy, whether it's BTS breaking up, Calvin Klein ads with his, with his <laughs> arse and fires out. I don't know what has gone through this guy's head, but he's not the same guy. He's not the same guy. And he needs to come back to Son of Last season. Otherwise, I think it's curtains for him at Spurs. Interesting, interesting Um, I
3: would agree with the I would agree with the um, with the loser for sure Um, the winner, technically yes, it it would go to Romero, who I actually think you're right, I think as the tournament progressed like with Argentina, he actually grew into his role for the team, but I would also give an honourable mention to Richarlison to be honest, I thought Richarlison for, for Brazil was was excellent um he scored the goals i think sort of like three and four or three and five and i felt in terms of what you want from a centre forward um i felt he offered brazil some quality he offered brazil um some good enough qualities outside of just scoring but i also think perisic had a really good world cup as well um, scott who i'm gonna come to you next as well give me your one winner and your and your one loser
4: um, because I've gone for for fella. Um, my winner will be I'd say well, actually, you know what? Nah, I'm gonna give it to Perisic. I'm gonna give it to Perisic. I think he did give a good account of himself, very experienced uh player, um, and showed all his experience at this World Cup in a Croatian team that wasn't afraid to um defend and Try and take the front foot to some of their opponents. Croatia wasn't uh, blessed with attacking options, uh, so they couldn't really capitalize on most of their attacks. But they did cause a lot of problems for a lot of their opponents. So, um, and I think Perisic was quite key in uh, their attacking um, during the tournament. So for me, he will be the winner. Uh, the loser.
2: <laughs> Charlie,
4: i will be waiting for this Here we
2: I've been waiting for this one. Oh yeah, the loser
4: of this tournament, nah, nah, that's too easy, it's, it's actually too easy, yeah, because I've got a plethora of men to pick from, yeah, but I'm going to give it, I'm not even going to give it to the one that's like, yeah, yeah? and I'm not going to give it to the one that most people think I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Chinese source himself, Hoisin Homero, bro. Big man, where were you? Where was you? Where was you, Hoisin? Oh. There is not a comp, not a single comp in the entire tournament that we can find of this guy. He was not there. He was an ambassador for the grass that was laid on the pitch at Qatar. He was an ambassador for One Love. Because big man, he was not there to perform in any form capacity for footballing reasons. He was there for political reasons and political reasons only. Listen, I've been saying it for a while now. This guy has to leave my club, yeah? If it means I have to come down to the pitch on a regular basis and punch up, man, so be it, yeah? But he has to leave this club. Hopefully, come summertime, he's gone. Yeah, because this guy was next to absolutely useless.
3: (laughs) (sighs) Very Fair enough. Topps see I'm coming to you. Give me your 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 winner and, and, and your loser. Um,
2: I mean, my winner it has to be Q T to be honest with you. And the reason I give it to him is because sick note he was able to play more than six games in a row, which to me <laughs> is which which to me is an absolute magic. Wow! Man, wow! Man, this a, guy, man. Season. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, he's, uh, he's amongst legends with Messi, lifted the cup. But, yeah, this man was able to play six, seven consecutive games with no injury problems. So, once he returns to Hotspur way, I would very much like to see the same. Now, my, my loser is, is an obvious one, really, because this guy's been stinking up the season from the very beginning, ever since that heavy touch away At West Ham, I said, yeah, this man's not on it. And he went and proved himself again and again and again at this World Cup. Guy was wearing a mask but had no tools. He scored three goals in 23 games this season. This guy has been utterly disgusting. And honestly, what pisses me off about him as well is that he can't even be a loser in private. He's a loser in shame. Every single time this guy has something that could be against him, he starts crying like a little bitch. I literally cannot wait to see what happens if this guy doesn't perform in the second half of the season because he has honestly been stinking up every single blade of grass that he's touched this season. Every single blade. And I, I actually don't... I, 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 let me not say too much because this guy is about to turn 30. Or I think he's turned 30. And He's really to do your contract. They were calling him Golden Boot, world class, bro. Let this guy not touch ten goals this season. I've got a little sight for him at the end.
1: Don't worry. Man. <laughs> what, what
2: are you calling him, Reborn Batman?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's 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 Nightwing or Robin or some some other man.
3: Small fry, bro. He's a yeah, yeah bro. Sidekick. Yeah, man. He's he's definitely in the sunken place right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Korean equivalent of the the sunken place is, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But is whatever that is, great name? whatever that is, um,
0: he
1: is there. Basement, from, there. Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> basement
0: uh, from Parasite. He's stuck in the basement from Parasite.
3: He's stuck somewhere because the real this. This ain't the real son, man. Like, he's only scored, what, like two goals in 23 games? He's lost like 23 games or something like that. Um, yeah, like we were used to purple patches and we're used to barren droughts. But this one, initially I thought, you know what? It's just son, he'll come back. And I still I still think that, but the severity of the situation has has definitely increased because it's he's not looking any better and he needs to... He definitely needs to snap out of it. He does, but um... I,
4: don't, I don't care if he bounces back. Sell him. I couldn't Dude. give a fly crap if between now and the end of the season he scores twelve goals. Sell him, bruv. And do you, you, him.
3: Do, you, do you trust this? Do you trust this club to replace him adequately?
4: Listen, I've not trusted this club for twenty-two years. Yeah. What, <laughs> do we, what do we <laughs> do?
3: What do we <laughs> do, what do we think about selling him right now? When we just gave him a new deal last season. Depends We're, how much we're, we're getting
4: no high value for this guy. Did you see what he done at the World Cup? Yeah, he sunk,
3: but come yeah, on, we still, we stomach still stomach know pain. that he's king.
4: No, 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 he's still a top yeah.
3: player, guys. Come on,
4: you he don't is. listen. If there's two things you can do in life, yeah, you can't do in life, in fact, two things you cannot do in life, yeah, you can't shame yourself consistently because it, there's no return from that, yeah. And the second thing you can't do is cry after losing to Ghana because Ghanaians will never, and I mean the words, never let you forget. That you cried after losing to them. So Son has done both. He shamed himself this entire season. Yeah, there's not the about one game, Leicester City. He has shamed himself this entire season, Mm. and then he's culminated by crying after losing to Ghana.
3: He needs to cut this crying like he. uh, Listen, he's an emotional guy. I, I I ain't even trying to like bring. Toxic masculinity vibes here, but oh, bring it, bro. Bring he it. needs to stop crying at every no little time. Absolutely, ridiculous. No every single time he's always crying, like, Yo, bro, stop with the tears. Mbappe scored a hat trick in a final and lost the game. He went back to work, no tears, just straight back to business. Yeah, Son, no, that's, a real, that's a real ninja know, man bro. in more ways than one. <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> not Oh
0: my!
2: No, you need yeah. lock it up,
0: man.
2: Chill. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. You need lock
0: it up, bro.
4: Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You got a Yeah, buddy. All hey, right. I can't even believe I managed to knock that one out of the fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Freaking go catch a all, bro. It's
1: it's 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 so funny. You can see the uh, dad pride for the dad joke. Oh, man. I'm I'm oh,
3: Sorry. <laughs> but um let's I think there are some names that we we haven't mentioned I wanted to get your thoughts you know on where
1: we're going. Know where we're going.
3: Exactly so there's three names. I was actually going to start off with one name and ease into that main name. So I was going to start know. off with Benton Cook. I was going to start off with Benton Cook. What were your thoughts on his World Cup performance? Obviously he picked up he picked up a knock which was annoying but it's it's not going to put him out of action for the games that he is eligible to play in because he's suspended for Brentford. But um what were your thoughts on his his World Cup campaign? I'll I think start he gave, with... Go on, you go on, Sal, go on. I, I,
1: I do think he gave a really good account of himself, to be honest. Um, all of the things that we've became uh, familiar with when it comes to his game were on show. His ball retention, his ability to drive with the ball, his robustness in the challenge, the ground that he covers, all of those things were on show. And, and I think, again, it, it reaffirms a lot of what we were speaking about when Benton Court did first come to Spurs, he's one of those modern midfielders who can do a little bit of everything doesn't necessarily excel in one particular thing. He's not your playmaker. He's not the the breaker up of every single move, but he puts all the pieces together to basically just be your complete midfielder. And yeah, all of that was on show. Um, I was really happy with his performance and he's, carried his club form into the world cup for me
3: fair fair um I'm not gonna get everyone's opinion because I want to in the interest of time I want to move on so um you know what Yao I know you're you're tomping at the bit so I'm gonna let you speak on Harry Kane's performance because I don't know like we know what the obvious situation was but I don't actually agree with your assessment on the um, on the WhatsApp chat, but I want you to take it away. What are your thoughts on Harry Kane? Can
1: we can we, oh. can we intro this with a jingle though? Go on then. Harry Edward <laughs> Kane, let's country, <laughs> country down. let's country down. Let's country down. One, two, three, four. Harry Edward <laughs> Kane. For those who
3: are listening, Yao is literally yeah. dancing along.
1: Let us country down. Let us go and down. <laughs> Over to you, brother. Listen, He's got hold it. He's got hold it. Unfortunately, listen,
3: but I ain't gonna sing that. Listen, go you, you,
4: you know what's funny? Yeah, is you can look at the the whole tournament of he or his tournament in two parts. Yeah, fantastic against Iran, even though nobody really cares or rates Iran. A bit meh nah, against USA, but then you can put that in the entire England team. Nobody really gave a rat's ass about the Wales game. goal, got the job done, pretty professional work. And against France, was his best performance of the tournament. But the smile on your face, it's <laughs> not because I'm vindicated, yeah. Like, like, look, as many Spurs fans that are going to be upset about this, yeah, the truth of the matter is. Is when I first started saying anything, say negative, against AKA I'll call him King for now. I won't even insult his name. Just call him King. Yeah, people couldn't understand where I was getting. Him. Some people were like, oh, you just got to support. Look at the goals that he gets." I'm like, the goals are obviously something that puts him in a very high bracket and puts him up there with the top strikers of this world. Can't argue with that. His striking ability of the ball is world class. The ability itself. Is world-class. But to give a man that overall title of being world-class when time and time and time and time again, when it's repping time, dip, dip, set, he doesn't turn out. I can't do it. And this was the moment. It so happens to be that in the same World Cup, a 23-year-old man with a very circle head Managed to deliver three penalties. Roughly the same. But this guy. Professional penalty taker. Professional goal snatcher. Left foot, right foot. Apparently can head a two. Guess the first one. Bags. Mm. Power. Ugh! Second one steps up. Make it 2-2. Take your country to extra time. Anything can happen. There's a child in Southern Marseille right now with a cocoa on his head, wondering why somebody, anybody, smack a bull while they were walking down the street to go and get some obelidou from us. Yeah? There are crimes that have been committed and nobody has been arrested. People, ladies and gentlemen, this man had a moment to write in history. And he fluffed it, and he didn't listen. I said this to one of my family members. For Harry King, that situation
3: would have been better if Hugo saved it. One hundred percent. At least he got it on. At least he got it on target, and the keeper's just yeah. One hundred percent. It's the fact that he blazed it, ballooned it. It's just I mean, like you know, you've, yeah. you've lost all composure, and you let you let the moment consume you. And, and the thing is, people will be like, oh, but how many times does he rise it for Spurs or
4: rise it for, for England? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just be
1: careful now. we are seeing the records, man. the records. There's 365
4: 13. days in the year, 366 if you in- include a leap year. But only one time when you bust, is that kid going to be formed. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you over here, playboy? Yeah? You can let it loose. All year round. But when it's time to smack it in of your late in season, you got to deliver. That boy better be swimming to that egg. That's the winning prize. He didn't win the prize. And then you want me to come off this tournament, apparently England's best chance,
0: best chance,
4: to get to just the final. Not win it, just the final. And you didn't do it. Sorry, man, you gotta hold this. You gotta hold this big time, and there's none of this coming back to Spurs. and, Oh, my mind's not in the right place. Piss off, you twat. You try to make a move to Man City and get carried to titles. Man's not forgot this, yeah. So, there's none of that. If he, when I was hearing man say he doesn't need to be in friendlies or he doesn't need to report back to training, Mbappe, 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 oh, that's freaking Starry, really? the, new, the new cocaine seller is freaking doing that here, bruv. That boy had a oh, that's heartbreaking World Cup final. The following day said, listen, he not only did he go back to training the following day, his movement made such an impact. Neymar left his sister to go to training. <laughs>
3: that is foul. You are a foul, foul man. You are foul. <laughs> 're absolutely fast absolutely
2: moderator
3: listen listen there's a couple things i don't agree with as we know in the whatsapp chat but ultimately why don't you agree with them I'm not going to get into it here. no no just just no, it no, no no no, no. no. This? The thing is, we'll, we'll, we'll end up taking up the whole pod Impossible. but I want I want. I want to say this. I agree with you on your broad point, which is, when <laughs> the moment came for Harry Kane to deliver, he didn't deliver. It's not the first he, time. It's not, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 not the first time. So he's, so gonna, it's have to it's he's
1: gonna have to hold. That. It's hold. It's pretty go much on, 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 sorry, it's, on, that is his career at this point. Like, listen, I, I'm, I'm, like Yao, I was I was early on. the... Uh, I'm a bit fed up with this guy, right? It was exasperated by the fact that he didn't actually manage to secure his move. I would have respected him more if he just pissed off and forced it through. But instead, you want to do up Mr. Congeniality, bring that energy back to Spurs where you're just coasting. You're just happy to, to be able to suit up and be beloved by the fans and everyone forgot it and forgave him really, really quickly. But... The fact of the matter is, is his performances since he's been back, they've been mid. They've been mid. By his standards, they've been mid. He's played in four finals in his career, not shown up in any of them. Not fashioned a shot on target in any of them. 13, 14 semi finals, and not really had a notable performance in in any. But maybe maybe you could attribute the performance against France as his best in semi finals.
4: That was a quarter, by the way.
1: A oh, quarter. yeah, shit. Sure. Yeah, it was a quarter final, even. So th- th- there we go. The The point just gets a little bit more stark and obvious that Harry Kane is not the guy. He's not the guy. I don't want to hear fans say Harry Kane deserves to win when he's had four opportunities. He's had four bites at the cherry and not popped it. Like, that's mad to me. If, you if we're enough- going to look
3: at... Do you
1: think do you think do you think, four, do you think four finals is enough I think I think if, yeah. if your ratio if your ratio was 25 percent in finals 25 percent win rate I still feel like people would give you a little bit of love and adu- adulation for your winning mentality but to lose in four and not really give a good account of yourself in all four that to me is a problem that that leads me to feel like Harry Kane as the best player on your team is not winning formula. Because if we if we go back to our best ever Premier League side, you're playing with the two the two best centre backs in the league at that time in terms of partnership. You're talking the best right back in the league at that time, and even arguably now is still one of the best right backs in the league. You had Danny Rose performing at, at top top level, you had Ericsson in his peak. You had Dembele and Wanyama, who, again, as far as partnerships, were one of the most dominant in the league. And then you had rotations of guys like Sun and Delhi and all of these guys hitting big numbers. So it's like he's had good teams. He's had good teams. And he individually has shown that, yeah, he can contribute. But when the lights are the brightest, Harry Kane doesn't pull us, pull us through those. He posts pictures of lions in the camp and all of this shit, but I ain't seen no lion on the pitch.
4: You know, can I just add, yeah, the question of you know would would one say success overall everything, Alan Shearer only ever won the Premier League. So all the only time I mean, if he won anything else, somebody tell me. But all I ever remember of Alan Shearer's winning the Premier League, he won it with Blackburn. Yeah. Now, for these people that, you know, are not old enough to remember that Blackburn team, that arguably wasn't even the best team in the land. United was by a country mark in terms of personnel. Yeah, but that Blackburn team, they they pulled it together. And when it came to repping time, some of the most crucial goals and crucial victories was on Shearer's head. Pause. You know, like he done his thing. Now you then bring that to Harry Kane. Yeah. And this is the problem I have with the whole Harry Kane world class debate and argument and people saying you guys just don't appreciate him. I'm like, well, that's where you're wrong. Because I appreciate the goals and the tallies that he's brought up. That's fantastic. That's great. That's what exactly what Spurs need. But also what Spurs needed is those little games away at Anfield. 1-0. 1-1. Yeah? Boom. It's 1-1. You've got the penalty. 90th minute. You score. 2-1. We defend the lead. We get a victory. Saved. They go up the other end 30 seconds later. Salah Bags. 2-1. What's we're staring at the feet right now. Luckily, we get a second penalty. He bags. 2-2. Everyone's like, oh, look at the metal!" What do you mean? Had he scored the first one, we might be looking at a victory here. And yeah, people don't, don't take on board how these small moments, as small as they are, can be massive in a seasonal or even cup, for instance, situation. They're massive absolutely massive you don't know the the impact mentally and only physically that can do but you know we we end up drawing that game we haven't won in Anfield ever since
3: but then but then again I I agree with um quite a few things you guys have said but as I said in the whatsapps I think with the finals thing there's caveats but to be honest I'm not really trying to Talk on the caveats because he had this opportunity against France to to actually put the game into extra time and he didn't take it right. But those little games you're talking about, we can speak on the games where he hasn't shown up, but we can also speak on the games where he has shown up, and his goals have ultimately not led to anything because the team has not has not been able to consolidate the goals that he scored. I'm I'm talking about games like um games like Arsenal, for instance, where he scores that goal to put us two one up. And we're playing against ten men. We're playing against we we're, we're playing against ten men, and we go and we we go and and draw the game two two. I'm talking about goals like when we when he's when we've gone to Stamford Bridge, and he puts us one in up.
1: I mean he he can't help the fact that his best career goal came in a came in a draw. Like yeah, cool. I can I can give him that grace, but with all due respect to derbies, they're not the biggest games. Yeah, they're not derby. the biggest that's game. I'm not, like... I'm not just mentioning. I'm not just
4: mentioning. We have derby. like we have like four London derbies. We have Crystal Palace. Yeah, but, I mean, I've, as much I've, as even as even, team, even, even
1: if sick. we if we talk about if we if we keep referring to games against the top six as the big games, when there are cup competitions and finals and semis, that's those for me now now we're at the stage when it comes to Harry Kane specifically, or Sun specifically, or Hugo Lloris specifically. These are guys who have been with Spurs for long enough to see three different phases of this squad, right? They've all had their opportunities to write their name in history and at every stage with, again, the blunt and honest truth is if we're just going to talk about winning trophies as the barometer of success for these periods, then we need to look at the guys that are still remaining. It's easy, low-hanging fruit to be like, oh, but Dyers is still in the squad and Davis is still in the squad. But let's call the spade a spade. If if we put if we put the band back together and we had equivalents of all the guys that were there when we finished second or third, do we feel like we win the league? No. Do we feel like Harry Kane as the best player in any team that like would he be the best player at Liverpool? No. Would he be the best player at City? No. Would he currently be the best player at Arsenal? Probably. Would he be the best player at Chelsea? Scratching, yeah. it. I'd yeah. say he's scratching
3: it. He definitely would be the best player at Chelsea.
1: I'd say he's scratching it.
3: Yeah, who's who's competing with Harry Kane currently?
1: I'd say I'd say if if Harry Kane and Sterling played in the same team, I feel like they look like peers more than they look like one above the other. God's honest truth. No, Manchester I United. I feel like he's the best player there by by a margin.
4: Can I can I just say that? My final point on this hurricane thing, especially with the finishing third season, yeah. I think the thing that annoyed me the most about that, yeah, was we lost to West Ham. Oh, uh, sorry, West Brom. We lost to West Brom, and then after losing to West Brom, we lost to no, sorry, we drew against West Brom at home. We lost to Leicester City. We lost to Leicester City. Those two games infuriated the living hell out of me because I didn't feel like we should have drawn or even lost either one of those games. We then go away to Chelsea. Obviously, the 2 2, the infamous 2 2. The title's gone. It's finished. Yeah. We are second at this point. People can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was two final games in which all we had to do is pick up one point to finish second. Just one. We lost both.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez.
4: Yeah, And got that, for three, me,
3: got million was million. the
4: beginning of the end. That, that for me, was disgusting. Because I was like, there's no way... W- 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 I know Southampton was one of the games, and we took the lead against Southampton at home. Yeah, And still I lost. Remember, I was, I was like, you've got, you got yeah. to be bloody kidding me. You mean to tell me you, you, you switched off like this? Because things didn't go according to... And that's the difference between champions and the bridesmaids. That's the difference. And that's why we've been the bridesmaids for so long. It's its a bit It, happened. To me. it
3: happened. happened. That's me. It happened. had enough
4: opportunities. That's me.
3: You know. I, think, I think that season, it happened. And I think, okay, we didn't win the league the next season, but I think you saw a different mind shift from the team when it came down to it. Um, when when it came to sort of winning those final three games of the season. Obviously, the title, for me, that ta- that season, the title was gone by December. Like, I didn't consider Spurs to be winning that title. Chelsea win 13 games straight to put themselves... I can't remember how many points clear at the top. The title has gone there. But I think with the Kane one, it's a a conundrum because I can't argue against some of the things that you're saying. But I also think there are times, there are many, 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 many times this guy has stepped up for Spurs. Not just in the big games, in the small games, in the games that are on a knife edge. And he's done his yeah. bit. And it's like, one sec, i was just finished on this. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You're a world-class player. There's the expectation there. But as a world-class striker, he's doing his bit. He's scoring his goals. He's making his passes. He's he's making sure his performance is of, of the standard that we need. And the team still don't win. And, oh, yeah, like, you need to do more. I, that's the bit where I'm like, at what point do we actually start to, to actually question question the team. Question the team that's been built around our supposed best player. We talk about we talk about um the teams that we've had in the past. My main, my main gripe with the teams that we had in the past is as good as they were, they were not good enough, in my opinion, to win the the sole goal that the, the main goal that Poch wanted, which was the league. I don't think at any stage, and I'm happy to be proven wrong, I don't think at any stage in our highs did we assemble a team that was good enough to win the league over 38 games. I don't think we did that, personally. I don't think. Does anyone agree, disagree? I don't know. You lot, tell me. Tops, You? I've not heard from uh, you I agree. I, I, uh, I don't know. I,
2: like, I think it's such a difficult conversation to have because whilst in many respects, um, he has held his own in terms of his ability as a player, in terms of his status in the league, in terms of his status in world football I I just think it's too damning to have these moments in in these big games and like sometimes when you think about these big games you think about even if you don't win you think what is your what is your role in this match how have you affected the game and you know like Sai said you know once twice out of four or five times is something but for it to be in all of these moments that you've had the opportunity to do so, some, you have you have to start to question it. And what annoys me as well is that he always has this knack of like being able to somehow get over it, you know? When we went out in the Euros to Iceland that time, 2016, he ended up having his best scoring year of, of, of his whole career. When England went out to... Croatia in the World Cup, he ends up finishing that, that following season with like, I think, 33 goals in, in, in the whole year. So like, he does have the, it seems to me, he does seem to have the mental fortitude to get over these situations but to be honest with you I would rather he just perform in these one or two games that actually matter whereby he wouldn't have to then have to raise his level of his performance for the remaining of the season to then prove to people that he's not this he's not this loser that everyone claims him to be. Like, unfortunately, we have to just call it what it is at this point. We have I think, to,
4: yeah. I think he turns up when when the pressure's off. That's that's when I think he's at his best. When 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 it's not when nobody's expecting anything from Spurs, that's what we, we go away to Man City. Everyone's like, that's a defeat. You man are, you men are holding this. We go one 0 up, they equalize. You men are gonna get punched up. We go two one up, they equalize. You got you men are gonna get punched up. He gets the winner. Everyone's surprised. And you're like, "Oh, go, go watch Harry King's performance. It was absolutely sublime. Yeah, because you didn't expect nothing from us.
1: I did there's a story of his, of his ascent to where he got to anyway. It, Harry Kane coming out the youths was was okay. Like, he was deemed as good at best. Van der Vaart said he was crap, bruv. You call yeah. a spade
4: a spade. Van der said he was poo, bruv. That's exact word for word what Van der said. He was not good. That's what he it's, said. It's one
1: of those ones. He he his ascent for Spurs came pretty much out of nowhere. It came after we had spent money on Soldado and thought Jesus. that we had finally gotten our our number nine. Again, pressure was off. Got his opportunity, seized it. I applaud that. But at the same time, I feel like the pressure that you're bred into makes you who you are, right? And I I, I can't necessarily say that I look at Harry Kane and say, in terms of his professional career, there's been some adversity, but nothing like career-threatening. Do you get what I mean? Like, I feel like he would have always found a club. I think, in all honesty, I feel like he wanted Leicester City to pick him up. That's why he puts on puts on the blades of chaos whenever he plays them, because he batters them every time he goes back there. Every single time he plays against Run, them, he batters yeah. them. Will Harry Kane play with a chip on his shoulder for the remainder of the season? That's going to be the question for the whole remainder of this year. I hope it's a yes because, again, I think he more has opportunities to... of losing. I'm not with it, man. I'm not I with think, it. I
0: think
3: he has to, and I think the one point which tops said that encapsulates what you, what what both you and Yao have been mentioning is ultimately on top of the fact that he needs to hold it. Like the fact that he did that on such a big stage where every single eye was watching him, it is damning. As many excuses I, as I can make for Harry Kane, you can't excuse that. And the fact that that's not the first time that's happened as well, it is damning. And his reputation as, in my opinion, I still think he's world-class, but his reputation as a world-class striker is now up in the air with 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 more fans than I would have known Two years ago, for instance, three years ago, for instance, it's up in the air now, and like you said, the only way for him to sort of abolish that talk is for him to rise it. It's that simple. Spurs.
4: I have... actually want him to. To honest to God, I'm not even hyping. I want him to actually come back to Spurs. Smash it this season, win a trophy. This is obviously hypothetically speaking, win a trophy, and b- I want people to yell the craziest amount of abuse at me. He yeah, never trusted him. I- I'm. A- it's cool. It's cool because that's exactly what I want. Yeah, because if I don't get it, the abuse from my end.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, like so. So just be prepared. Yeah, there's Listen. no. It, there's no middle ground here. It's either you do your thing and I hold it. Or you I don't think do the, your thing,
3: and you hold it. I think with um, with Conte's future up in the air, Harry Kane, he's going to be approaching twelve months after these do the World Cup hangover and stuff like. There's just too many factors against him now. Like he has to. He, it, it, it seems mad saying it when it, when he scored twelve and fifteen in the league, but bro, there's questions. There's questions that people are asking of you, and he's going to have to answer them. He's going to have to answer them. That
4: twelve and fifteen stinks, by the way. Like I, I was actually wow. thinking about this recently. What does it stink? I'll tell you why. Because like, you can't. No, I, I mean this. This this doesn't actually go against him. It stinks in the sense of like he scored twelve and fifteen, yeah. And everyone's like, bro, bloody hell, he scored twelve and fifteen.
3: We look bad.
4: We look horrendous, bro. And he scored twelve and fifteen. So all right now, all I can think of is, all right, cool. We were missing Kulu. You know, a couple of men got injured here and there. We had the disruptions. We had the World Cup. So in theory, if you've done that and we looked bad, because I can't, there's not a game this season that I can think of where I was like, yeah, you done your thing. Yeah, there's not one. There's actually not one game. That doesn't mean he hasn't done his thing. I'm like, there's not one off the top of my head where I can be like, yeah, you done your thing. But now that everyone's back, Kulu's back and all that kind of nonsense, bruv, there's, there's no... You can't fall on oh we look bad, but I'm still scoring. Nah, bruv. Nah, bruv. Nah, nah, it legit has to be like you look good, and the team has to look horrible for man to now back you. There's none of this. Oh, you look bad. The team tried. None of that. No, 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 no. He has to look like what Mbappe looked like after 75 minutes. For the rest of the season. If I if I even see him, yeah, look at tops. Yeah, like if I see him look
0: tired,
3: <laughs> I'm running on that pitch. It's gonna get nah, violent fast. There's no amount of time. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. There's no amount I'm of time. Up, I'm, moving, I'm moving, on from, moving on from Harry Kane now. I'm moving on. Moving on from Harry Kane now, but yeah, I'm moving on from Harry Kane. I'm. I, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. Anyway. We won, Listen, we won.
1: We won. No, you didn't win. We did. I we done. did. We let the country down, man. I'm. I. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'll be. I'll be. I can't say a, it any other way, man. Black boy joy, bro. <laughs> uh, be uh, trade. I Listen. Bro, um.
3: Yeah. Let's 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 move forward. Then let's let's talk about our impending. Um, Premier League schedule. Um, obviously, for those who didn't actually go to the World Cup, they've been put through a series of friendlies. I think we played Motherwell, Peter bras under-21s, and then we played Nice uh, yesterday. So, guys, um, first and foremost, did any of you guys watch the, any of these friendlies? And second of all, from what you've read and heard, are there any players that you think have come out of these friendlies with... An expectation to start in our upcoming game against Brentford. Um, I'll start with you, tops.
2: Um, the only the only ones I watched was I watched the whole game against um, Motherwell, and then I watched the set the first half against Nice. And to be honest with you, ugh, like like we discussed in the group, I'm only really taking these games as fitness um, sort of like, fitness sort of. Exercises just because, like, the level of the quality has been so low, in my opinion. Um, I mean, if I'm looking at the games, I do feel I'm um, like, from what I've read and what the club has put out, it does seem like you know they've taken um, this World Cup break almost like another preseason, which I think is really good. Sort of given the players, you know, some good time to rest, and they've given players then time to come back. And they've worked with them physically a lot on their fitness, lots of ball, lots of uh, ball work, pause, and obviously lots of um, tactical improvements, which I think um, can kind of be seen in some of the way that we've we played, um, markedly, markedly with the way that we've been pressing in these in these games, um, from what I've seen and also from what uh, I've read as well. Um, personally. I mean, I'm only really, really taking sort of a few positives. If I'm, on, if I'm honest with you, um, it looks like Besuma is getting slowly back to where he where he needs to be. Um, being like probably the most senior midfielder um, that's been at the club since the break, it looks like he's really getting into his into some sort of rhythm or some sort of form again, which which is really positive for us. Um, obviously, as well, having Kulusevski uh, basically fit and and free to take the time off of the break and obviously playing all three games um, and being involved in goals uh, in two of the games is also super important as well because I think um, he's so important to the way that we attack, and generally actually the way that we play. Um, And I was particularly impressed by Jed Spence, um, but that was only in the game against Motherwell. I thought um, he was really impressive, just played quite fearlessly, um, was really good defensively, um really offered a, a really good attacking threat. And like I said this a number of times as a group, but I, I'm just always so surprised how good technically he is. Like he seems pretty secure when he's when he's with the ball, um, which is like a stark difference or a stark contrast to um what it's like when Emerson and Doherty number twelve. Powerful. Yeah. But number twelve and number two but <laughs> but at, at this point I'm um, you know I'm not, I'm not going to try and read too much into these friendlies but it's just good that uh, we've we've managed to get these players with a bit more of a break and obviously uh, now that we enter the second part of the season we hope that um, we can have some some good fortune but I mean friendlies are friendlies are friendly it's always really difficult to to really take away what you think you can take away um, especially when the opposition is not particularly difficult um but it is good actually to get some young players with some game time. Um I think Brian Hill, Papi Matasar, Alfie Devine, um Sayers, White. lots of these young players. They all got um Harvey White, they all, they all got they all got yeah. minutes, which I think is good as well, just for the team synergy, um, team morale as well. So Yeah.
3: Harvey White playing force nine though. The fuck is that about, man? Yeah, fuck man. Fuck we're not
2: we're a nasty club, it's man. Committed. I've like,
3: seen five him five, play five. left back. He's a centre mid, but i left back and now I'm seeing them play force nine of oh, bruv. Yeah. That's the lesson about that, the better, but um, I'm with you in a sense where I don't really learn a lot from friendlies. It's mainly to sort of build up fitness or, or get some rhythm back into um, some of the players who haven't had football. But that being said, I don't know about you guys, but I did enjoy seeing what I saw from Basuma. And I feel like where, Benton core is unavailable for the Brentford game. I think it's it's a good way for Basuma to sort of maintain his position in this team um, and play in a 3-4-3 as well. Um, I, I imagine Conte, I don't know if he's going to set up with three free midfield or, 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 or two, but I'm happy that Basuma is going to be playing either way. Um, I'm really happy about that. And I don't know, again, Happy to hear your thoughts. Probably I'm going to come to you on this side, but Matt Doherty, I mean, he stinks, but he scored four goals in pre-season and where Perisic, we don't know when he's going to be back. Um, Sessignon has only just returned from his hamstring injury. It's looking like Matt Doherty might play left wing back um, against Brentford. Uh, (laughs) What are your thoughts?
2: (laughs) Listen,
1: us, us going back to that again is just so disheartening. I'll be honest. um i'm not listen our squad depth is not there uh so you utilize what you have but as as much as we see him using people like Doe uh left wing back does that justify playing spence on the other side probably so like this tinker man business is really really annoying um because even though Do- Doherty has like those, those uh, qualities that allow him to be somewhat effective in the final third. <sighs> Bruv, <laughs> how how to even articulate it is just a little bit embarrassing. I can't lie. It's like, he's never been known for that. So the fact that at big, big Tottenham Hotspur, that's where he finds a space in the team. I, I find it worrying. I can't lie, man. Um, again if he performs he performs like I'm done with the whole wing back conversation in totality to be honest until we get someone new on both sides Um,
3: Scott Hall uh, beyond the players that we've mentioned is there anyone you've seen in the friendlies that you think should start against Brentford or you expect should start against Brentford
4: nah I only watched the um, Matherwell on court like 20 minutes of the Nice game, Uh, Mm. Kulu was the standout performer of everything. Um, I will say there was one passage of play I saw in the Nice game that kind of um, made me think "Mm, maybe they're starting to understand Conte Ball a bit more. Where we, it's not the first time we've done it, um, but it was nice to see it again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know the passing out from the back and literally creating a a, a, a a goal scoring opportunity um and a pretty decent one at that so no, none no more outside of the names that've been spoken the teams that we faced didn't really fill me with any sort of like belief that these guys are going to do some some damage um we can only hope that Ivan Tony gets like you know a, a 17 month um Jail sentence for getting on himself. So
3: I was gonna, I was gonna touch on that as well because it's annoying. He has until January the fourth to respond. Why? Yeah, because it's, Why it? is it so late? Do it, it on Boxing Day. Do it on Christmas. Give us, give that, give that ninja until Christmas to answer. <laughs>
1: Hey, <laughs> hey! I got I got a couple words for you. Wishing, wishing jail on a black man, <laughs> 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 Steve May Smith head ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gonna put
4: my team
3: first. I gonna put Leave my team hell, first. My put like my man. team first. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I, I guess that's a that's a pretty good segue into into Brentford, right? And looking looking ahead to that game, I think uh kulusevski as you mentioned yeah he's probably the player that i'm looking forward to seeing the most stand up um, he's just he's just unbelievable and i think we got a glimpse of what we missed out on when um just before the world cup anyway mm-hmm. he came on against liverpool and for 15 minutes he just they could not live with him and then we see him against leeds he just tormented their entire left side so He's someone who I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing. But in terms of the actual game itself, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not overly confident about the game. And I don't know. I feel like Brentford are a side that we can and should be beaten. But <sighs> I just don't trust this team um, in some of these in, in, in these type of fixtures. Uh, they don't side. feel you confidence, no. Not really, no. Um, so si, I'm going to come to you on this as well. Like, what, what are you expecting from Brentford as a side and um, and what are you expecting from us when you look at the, t- the players available and the situation, i.e. just coming just off the back of the World Cup?
1: Yeah, the physicality is an immediate problem. Like, I, I, I do think we, weirdly enough, excel when games are chaotic, but we also struggle with... Physicality, so it's a it's a toss up. We are literally stepping into the unknown. As far as I'm concerned, this is like first game of the season vibes, where traditionally a player would come off of international duty and have a little break beforehand. Like we know that's going to happen with Romero. It might well happen with Harry. Like Dyer might not be able to play, even though he hardly touched pitch. It's, it's the unknowns as far as I'm concerned. And I hope that we have the full accompaniment of players that we all expect to see, like our certified first eleven. But boy, I, I I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. like And that's God's honest truth, man. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah,
3: it is It is sort of like unknown territory as well. Like when you look at some of the players that are injured, it's going to be like a mix basically it's just going to be a pick and mix of what's available right um yeah sanchez longley prob- probably start um tops i'm coming to you on this as well um beyond the Kulisevsky aspect as well like what what is if beyond the Kulisevsky aspect and obviously us winning the game what are you trying to see what do you want to see in this performance um against brentford is it a case of just get the three points off the back of the world cup and try and reignite our season or is that is there something specific you're looking to see from the team
2: um i think i think it's going to be an interesting match just because i think brentford are, are a bit of a funny opposition um personally i just want to see us just come out of the game unscathed in my opinion um even if it's a tight affair um it is a london derby so any any way in which we can head there because it will be pretty frosty in terms of the the atmosphere um and you know brentford their last game i think it was a win away to to man city which was the last game before uh the world cup and i remember that game being crazy because they really stretched city on the break uh with Embuemo and de silva and tony so uh, I think it it will be difficult. I think I read somewhere that they only had a couple of players go to the World Cup, and even all the ones that ended up going to the World Cup ended up actually coming back after the group stages. So they've probably had a little bit more of a break and um, have obviously probably returned to training even earlier as well. So
0: yeah.
2: it is going to be an interesting one to try and uh, to try and go there because, like like I said, it probably is going to give first day of the season vibes. But again, I, I just feel that in a game like this, we have a little bit more quality. Um, if we're talking man to man. Um and I think you I think hopefully by boxing day, most of the players that were at the World Cup that are available should should really be available to to play. And I think that should really be enough. Um but again it's the Premier League, I can't really say. Um personally, I just want us to keep it tight, uh make it very difficult, make us very difficult to beat um, and any chances that we that we do like create just try and take them as, as, as best as we can really because um, there's going to be you know the Christmas period as well generally the games do come thick and fast again um, you know Villa on New Year's Day followed by Crystal Palace Portsmouth Arsenal so at this point you know I'm all again for just picking as many points up as we can early on in this um, in this Start of the year, to be honest.
3: Yeah. um, You know, I I think what annoys me about Brentford is, like, you're right. We have the personnel to come here and make it a relatively stress-free day, even with some of the absences. But the way they play, yeah, I can just see that causing Spurs problems, man. Like Sai said, not only are they physical, but um they carry a a strong aerial threat when we when when they're going to bombard balls into the box etc etc um and then on top of that as well i think they they carry a good transitional threat as well and i just feel like if we if we play the wrong mix of players it could be a, a dangerous day for us yeah um and what i mean by wrong mix is we know that there are specific parts of the pitch where there's combos that just shouldn't happen right like davison sanchez and um and and emerson as an example like we know that combo absolutely cannot happen and what annoys me is there's a chance that it could ha- it 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 could be deployed i don't know i just i don't know i don't know i'm i'm a bit I'm a bit worried about this fixture but yeah I
1: see I'll, be again rolled up into crispy duck pancakes bro just <laughs> spun the game mate
3: yeah um what 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 are you thinking of this fixture <clears throat> I'm
4: I'm just hoping we win man honestly um I don't even care for the kind of result in terms of the performance i was just hoping we win cuz the way we ended um you know the break before you know we went into the whole World Cup stuff uh didn't fill me with no confidence whatsoever and um yeah man I'm just I'm just hoping we go away pick up a victory um and and then push on from there because big bad dead like ah <laughs> uh, man I was I was actually like even today before the pod I was like ah, oh, man I wish the World Cup was still on bro because <laughs> I don't des- I don't deserve this level of paid that this club has given me in recent years. So, let me take time and see. I'm just hoping for a win. That's all I've got. That's all
3: I've got now. Fair, 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 fair. Um, I won't ask for predictions, to be honest, because let's just wait and see what what actually happens. But the last thing I wanted to talk about before we end the pod, and and we can make it relatively quick, is the age-old, is he staying or is he he going debacle with Antonio Conte? Obviously, the Athletic released the report recently, and it's a long story short. Conte looks less likely to sign a renewal, according to their sources. Um, I want to get quick thoughts around the room. Is this a ploy with January coming up to try and put pressure on on the board, or do you think that he's genuinely going to just up and leave us um, at the end of the season? I'll start with you, sir.
1: I don't think any of us individuals of sound mind are surprised by this I feel like we've been talking about this since the start of the season 100% because this is what Conte does he is the master of playing chicken with boards and he either gets what he wants or he bounces so I don't I don't I don't think there's there's anything surprising about this, I do think that it will be interesting to see Daniel Levy's sort of approach because I think he, as a chairman, is more comfortable backing somebody who he feels is going to be there for the long term, as opposed to backing someone when backed into a corner. So it's going to be a, a, a jostling of wills, but if we don't get what Conte wants, he won't be here next season. It's just that simple echo your thoughts
3: completely, bro. Tops, Yao, anything to add? No, I, I absolutely
2: agree. I mean, to be honest with you, this is the biggest opportunity we have as a club to really to show that we have a manager that we wish to back. And if he if he chooses not to back him, then I think it probably says more about Levy than it does about Conte. So yeah.
4: I think Levy should be sacked, really, um, but you can't really sack a board. So, um, I <laughs> me, mean, personally, me personally, I would. I think that um, in terms of what Sai said is pretty spot Um It's a game of chicken, um, and I hope for once the manager comes out the victor because, um, as we've seen in the past, um, all the way down from Harry Redknapp to um, Jose Mourinho, most of them lose. I, I can't remember the last manager that went toe to toe with Levy, demanding more from the board, and coming out the victor. Uh, I know some people will say that um, Conte came out the victor in the summertime. Yeah, it's questionable. Um,
3: half, half the
4: questionable. Um, so we'll see. He said he said at the beginning of his tenure that he needed about three windows. So if I'm correct, and I might be slightly wrong, but this is technically the third window, unless, you know, you don't necessarily consider the January window as a true window. Um, Therefore, the summer would be his actual second window. But this, in terms of the calendar windows is the third window in his tenure. And from recent reports that I've seen, he feels like he's three players away where he's got that in his head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh you know, but if he thinks he's three players away, he thinks he's three players away. Mm-hmm. What can I say?
3: I guess we'll we'll find out, won't we? Um, it looks like we will be active in the window, but there's a difference between being active and being active for the players that the manager wants or needs. So time will tell. Time will tell. Lads, um, we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, thank you for giving. The pod, your Thursday evening. Um, Cheers, Scott Hall. Cheers, Kevin Yash. Cheers, Booker T. For those who are still listening as well, um, the handle is still the same New Spurs Order on Instagram, New Spurs Order on Twitter. And then, of course, show some love to the main uh, handle, Touchline Frackers, one word on Instagram, on Twitter as well. Cheers for listening. Take care. Peace out and up the Spurs.
0: on yes. debut, Tongue yes. Ongombele has scored the equaliser yes. for Spurs. of the Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Yes. Stephen Bergwine has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.